Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, 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 don't touch that dial. Friends, again this morning for breakfast we're serving. It's the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. I don't pay attention a lot. Have you not noticed? And Sherry. <laughs> Thank God she doesn't have lice. <laughs> and now from the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Yay, a brand new week as we cruise into the Thanksgiving holidays. And I am like really super psyched. And that's unusual for me on a Monday. Usually I kind of drag it in on Mondays, but... Um, you know how the days get away from you and you one minute it's Easter and then you blink and it's Labor Day and now it's Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, a year ago, um, we got together with um, the family and said, look, y'all are grown up. Well, not all of them, but a lot of you are grown up and you're starting to have like careers and families of your own. And it's getting chaotic to try to get everybody together at the holidays. What if we had a family adventure one weekend, like next November. And everybody agreed that that would be a really cool thing to do. So Kevin and I went on VRBO and we found a cabin because we have a ton. I mean, you you know how many people are in our family and and all the kids and everything. We have a ton of people. We found a cabin um, near Dollywood that would fit everybody. The backyard of this Verbo house is basically Mm -hmm. a playground. Um, climbing and slides and oh, swings and, and and we've got a bunch of little kids in the family so we yeah. send that link out to everybody a year ago and we're like mm-hmm. who's up for a dollywood christmas and everyone agreed and so this weekend when we finish up on friday i'm jumping in the car we're driving it's about four or five hours for us we're driving to pigeon forge and we are having a family weekend at Christmas at Dollywood. And let me tell you something. You ain't never been to Christmas at Dollywood. Our queen has like six million lights strung up around Dollywood. And music and like Christmassy treats and Christmas attractions. And then, of course, all of the rides and by the way, I will not tolerate any disrespect for Dollywood. It's a great theme no. park with fantastic roller awesome. coasters. It is the it is the furthest thing from what you might think it is. It is a first class blue ribbon high five yes. experience, right, Lamar? I mean, is Dollywood absolutely? Not great? Yes, it is. It's something for everybody. The rides are great, but then the entertainment is great. They have great shows. Oh man, it's awesome! It's awesome. Oh, and they at Christmas time, Dolly goes all out. There are Christmas oh, yeah. carolers, there are shows in the theater, um, Appalachian Christmas with the Smoky Mountain String Band, mm. um, all of the yummy. Because Dollywood, I will tell you something else about Dollywood as a theme park. 
the food is really good and it's not theme park priced. Dolly just yeah. knows how to take care of people. She is truly a queen. So yeah. the kids have naps and everybody goes, they go to bed really early, but it gets dark early now because of the time change. So we're figuring if we take these kids to Dollywood after they all wake up from their naps and get them home by 7 p.m., it's a peak experience for everybody. That's okay. great. They're, they're, the little ones are not going to remember it because they're too little. But Kevin is in heaven at having all of this time with the kids and the posse. So I am so psyched. And it just sneaked up on me. I mean, I haven't even mentioned it because it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's next November. That's next November. Jealous. We're doing that jealous, next I'm November. Jealous. It's great then that my... Rental has all those things to do in the backyard. Yeah. You know, that's that's great. Oh, yeah. Well, have fun. Oh, have fun. We're going to have Impossible not to. We're going to have a blast. Now, are there going to be tears? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of tears. Kids are off their schedule and out of their routine. Um, there's going to be chaos and crazy. But on Saturday, we're thinking Saturday is going to be our big Dollywood day. Um, wherever you are, 5 p.m. on Saturday, I'm going to be on Dolly's Smoky Mountain Christmas Magic Choo Choo Train. Living my very best life, and I'm so excited. That's great. That's great. And we've Definitely. never done a family trip like this before with mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. My queen is about to make it so awesome. So, yeah, check it out. If you're anywhere near Dollywood and you can go for a Dollywood Christmas, mm-mm-mm. straight ahead, the world's largest musical instrument is a very spooky thing. And we've got the details. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. We're so thankful for teachers who support, guide, and mentor in and out of the classroom. If you're a teacher or you know one, you can nominate them at bobandsherry.com to win a vacation to Florida. Weekly winners are chosen to win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're nominated to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle room. Nominate a deserving teacher at bobandsherry.com. In the rolling mountains of northern Virginia, Luray Caverns is the home of the largest musical instrument in the world. When you go down into the caverns, you're going to see stalactites and stalagmites, golden rock formations, crystalline limestone chambers carved out by water over millions of years. You've got pools of glassy, smooth water that reflect the stalactites from above, and it creates this illusion of an underwater stone city. Tunnels go throughout, they wind around, and visitors walk into a chamber known as the cathedral. This is the heart of the great stalactite organ. It was designed in 1956 by Leland Sprinkle. Leland Sprinkle came through the caverns with his son on his fifth birthday, and they would take a little rubber mallet, and they would bang it on stalactites, and they could play a little song because each one had a different note. And so he got the idea of building an organ. Now, the great stalactite organ spans 3.5 acres of the cave, and it's considered the world's largest musical instrument. Now, it's not actually an organ. It's more of a percussion instrument. 
Each yeah. key on the organ, when you press it, triggers a small electric hammer with a rubber end on it. And throughout the cave, these hammers gently strike the stalactites of different sizes, causing them to vibrate and give off a musical note. The soft tap of the mallets on the stone create this bewitching, almost otherworldly melody that they just reverberate all around in the damp air. Larry Moyer, who's the lead engineer of the organ, explains there's miles and miles of cabling down here. The electronics, they have to build them themselves because he says, there's no great stalactite pipe organ store, so we ha- we can't go buy parts. So we have to build them. But yeah. a musical instrument of this size and complexity requires regular upkeep, and it's Moyer's responsibility to make sure that all the electronics and miles of cable remains operational all down there. He has to check them all the time. The background music that uh, Max is playing is this organ. Let's just take a let's moment. Hear, let's hear listen. it for just a moment. Let's just listen yeah. to it for just a moment. And that little bit, that's wa- there's water always dripping down there, so that's why you hear that that little percussion. Is that what that is? Sound. Yeah, that's what that is. Okay. It's beautiful. I mean, it's if, if, if I heard that as I was walking through those caves, I think that would be really magical. <laughs> I've seen I can't believe I, this is real. This is amazing. I've yeah. been there. Max I've has seen been there. Because when oh, you, you mentioned this, I went, oh, I've seen that. <laughs> it, it, did you hear the organ playing? Oh, yes, while, they were playing the while organ. While you're walking through it. And, and so as you as you continue, it, it stays right with you. It just sort of reverberates throughout the cave. As I recall, you could hear it in one portion of the caves, but the other portions maybe not so much. But yeah, in that yeah. one particular area, yes. The organ itself is set up like a player piano, and it's got this plastic roll that rolls and plays all the time. But they also can stop that, and they have a guy that goes down and actually plays by hand also. But it's set up where you don't always have to have somebody playing it. It's like a, oh, like yeah. a player piano it it's rolling through. Yeah. yeah. But those are little hammers that are electronic. It's just amazing. I don't it's just, it's amazing. It's just I'm sorry, it's amazing. That's the, all I they must say. be they must be selling uh CDs or something that are recordings of this. Oh, I'm sure. Somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean this is very be great music if, to if, just listen to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Take a nap this is, by. This is Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, by the way. It's oh, yeah. it's so otherworldly. I believe this is worth. I, I love I love this hearing the dripping the of the water too. I think the water really adds to it for some reason. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Very nice. And where where is that again? People are going to uh, want to visit that. Where is that, Lamar? It's up. It's up it's, in up in uh, uh, northern uh, Virginia. It's it's uh, off of Interstate um, eighty one in the Shenandoah Valley. It's very easy. Shenandoah to, Valley. Very easy very to nice. find. Right. And the Shenandoah Valley is a beautiful drive anyway. Yeah. I mean, right. Right. But see, I don't very think good. I can get Carla to go down there because she she freaks out over. Oh, is that right? Know, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not big on going into caverns because I get a little bit claustrophobic, but this right here, I think, could keep me calm. But, you know, have you ever been to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky? Like, people go, oh, I don't like caves. Mammoth Cave is like an underground cathedral. 
I mean, if you don't think yeah. about the, the all the earth above you pressing down on all sides, you wouldn't feel claustrophobic. Yeah, see, sometimes you go to these bit. places yeah. and they're very tight, but this doesn't look no. tight. Yeah. I saw pictures. Yeah. No. Very nice. All right, straight ahead, we've got Morons in the News. Stay right there. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. Get these morons off the air. With Morons in the News. In a Miami parking lot just a couple of days ago, um, a guy by the name of Javier Baez was confronted by a knife-wielding man identified as 50-year-old Omar Marrero. So Javier is sitting in his car, and he looks up, and this guy Omar is screaming into his phone and screaming at a nearby woman. So Omar sees Javier, and he doesn't like the way Javier is looking at him, and he comes over and starts banging on the driver's side door. Javier is going, I hope this guy doesn't break my window. Well, the guy, Omar, opens up the door and starts coming at Javier, and he's got a knife. So Javier says, I just had to do something. I didn't want my car hurt, and I didn't want to be hurt. He got out of his car, picked up Omar, and slammed him to the ground, and then held him down because Javier is a former MMA champion fighter. And he said, all I did, I had my reflexes, they were natural, and that's what I used to do to guys in the ring. What's the likelihood that you're a crazy guy and you come upon an MMA fighter? Serves him right. Serves him, Serves right. him right. That's right. Yeah. We Lamar. need a little more of this. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yellowstone, the beautiful park. With this huge elk blocking the road, this driver approaches really slowly and tries to make the animal move. And he's got his window down. And all this is being recorded. He's got the window down. He's like, you want to fight? You want to fight? And so the elk slowly starts to step back. But the driver pulled up close for this stare-down situation. So he's staring at the elk. But the elk just stood its ground. So after believing they had won the war, the other guy's taping, the driver asked with this mocking tone, do you want to go, bud? Do you want to go? Spoiler alert, the elk did want to go. The elk lowered its head, charged at the car. Its aim was perfect. Its antler burst the driver's tire, leading to a satisfying hissing noise as the tire went flat. The guy driving the car goes, well, there you go. This footage was uploaded to Turons of Yellowstone. I guess that means a cross between tourists and morons, but there's a site yeah. there. And they put it right. up. And, and some of the comments were, now he's stuck in the middle of nowhere because he wanted to be a tough guy, says one of the users. Um, and then the other guy says, you should have just driven by him with no want to play games. You want to play games. And another guy says, he called your bluff, bud. He has to fight off <laughs> grizzly bears. You think he's afraid of you? And, you know, the situation could have been much worse for the tourist because he's very lucky just to get a flat tire. Visiting Yellowstone, it's a privilege. Not everyone is lucky enough to experience. Those who That's get right. the chance... 
you really should understand and respect why. Why are people so stupid when it comes to wild animals? I don't understand I know. it. I, I, know. I, I, I know. I know. I know. Especially, especially since cell phone videos can be uh, can be shot. Yes. yes. Too many cartoons. Let's end in Muncie, Indiana, where a woman with a job interview at a strip bar was determined to get to that interview and not be late. And I appreciate the professionalism. I don't care what the occupation is. I always admire somebody that takes it seriously. Well, here's how seriously she took it. She stole a car to get to the interview. And when police busted her, she was like, what? I had a job interview. And the Muncie police were like, yeah, but you stole a car. And she was like, yeah, but no harm done. And the Muncie police said, ma'am, you are acting like this whole thing is a joke. And stealing a car is not a joke. And where did she steal the car from? She stole it from a Kia dealership. She had gone in there to take a test drive. But the phones kept ringing like crazy at the dealership. And it turns out that she had arranged for distracting phone calls to the Kia dealership so that she could snatch that car and head to Indianapolis for that interview. She said her plan was, after she got through the interview to be an exotic dancer, her plan was to give the car back to the dealership. And she did leave the vehicle with the keys inside next door to the dealership where somebody else apparently took it because it was recovered 20 miles away. You know, you hear folks say, nobody wants to work anymore. Well, here's somebody that wanted to work. She wanted to work so bad that she stole a car to get to the job interview. And that is morons. I hate that for Crystal. (laughs) It's so rough. It's so rough. We have a big old show coming up for you to kick off your Monday, including the ultimate gift. For every hard-to-shop-for man on your holiday list, you are welcome. It's all straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I saw something the other day that made me so mad. I started, I was all alone in my car. I was so mad when I saw this. I started just spewing bad words to no one and nothing in particular. I pull up to my bank's ATM. There's nobody around, you know. I punch in the code, I get my money out of it. And as I'm getting my money and retrieving my card, I look down at the ground. Somebody had dumped an entire ashtray of cigarette butts right on the ground in front of the ATM machine. Ew. It was so disgusting. There must have been 30 butts. There must have been 30 butts in there. I can't imagine what their car smelled like to have driving around with that in their car. Listen, you want to smoke, smoke. Everybody does their own thing. But but how can you be such a pig to do the other people? You know, there are some people that walk up to the ATM machine or get out of their car, you know, and walk over to it because it's cumbersome. I don't, I don't know what gets into Let me just say, I know that's not a Bob and Sherry listener, but if you are that person and you just happen to be listening to us right now, I just want to tell you right now, you are banned from buying the Bob and Sherry Christmas ornament in the Bob <laughs> and Sherry store. You Whoa. are banned. That's harsh. That's, that's harsh. Yeah, that's some... yeah it, it is harsh. That is what? really that's harsh. That's some harsh punishment.
What, um, what, what kind of, what, what, is what it gets about? into somebody's head? What, what gets into somebody's head that they say, yeah, I don't like this in my car, so I'm just, you know, I'm just going to. I grew up in a family of smokers, and it was like they didn't think that cigarette butts were litter. I don't know what they That's thought true. they were. That's true. They, they just, just flick it out the window. Yeah. 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 Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. Y'all, that's but dirty, nasty. Don't do that. It, it's so mm. terrible. And somebody's got to come out there and clean it up. You know, the people that take care of the parking lot or take care of the machine. It's just terrible. I just hate litterers. And that one really, once again, you are banned from the Bob and Sherry store with a Christmas ornament. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, it's time for our exciting new feature here on the Bob and Sherry Show. I'm Bob Lacey. Change my mind. So here is, I, I've, I've mentioned this once or twice before, but I saw another TV commercial, and it makes me feel that I'm 100% right. Men are being, pre- being presented on television commercials as helpless idiots. And I'll give you the example. The commercial, I hope you've seen it. There's a father. He's about 35 years old. He's got his shoes and socks off. He's got his feet up on a little coffee table. His daughter, for some strange reason, is sitting there next to her father on the floor, like three feet from his feet. And she looks over at his big toe and goes, Dad, what is that? What is that on your toe? And he says, oh, that's nothing. And then a woman who's a doctor, middle-aged with a white coat, is cut in. And she says, no, that's something. That is an infection. Back to the little girl. Dad, your toe is disgusting. And he says, oh, it'll go away. Back to the doctor. Doctor says, no, it won't go away. It has to be treated because, as I said, it's an infection. Back to the little girl who once again is still there in a very odd position next to her father's feet and says, that I can't even look at your toe, mom. So here's what we have. We have a guy that is such a nincompoop that he cannot figure out how or why he should treat a bacterial infection in his big toe, which looks disgusting. His own eight-year-old daughter has pointed it out. But what do we have to do to really get him over to that lady doctor? Mom! Mom has to be called in and say, Gary, I'm making an appointment for you because you're too pathetic and stupid to take your own feet to the podiatrist and get treated for a fungus. This is, this is what we've become. First of all, who sits there with his feet next to his daughter's face, especially a, a foot with fungus? <laughs> what if I had my foot there first? She sat down. That's her business. No. Um, I am in no, no. way defending this really, really big stretch of plausibility for this. But let me just say, as a wife, a lot of times we do have to kind of browbeat y'all into. This sounds, I hate to say it, but this sounds about right. I mean, sounds about right. You know. Not you, Bob, but other, others have to be bullied and browbeaten into getting medical attention. Sometimes. Here's the first thing a guy thinks. Well, I can still walk on it. I can get my shoe on. 
<laughs> that's true. Now, you know, if I true. can't get my shoe on, now we got a problem, you know? And then they I'm going to try a couple of different home remedies and see what I can get done about it. Yeah, like I'm going to put some listerine on it. I'm going to give it some time. Irish potato. Here's what you have to do to change my mind. The name of the feature is Change My Mind. Why was the commercial just not, oh, oh, what is this on my foot? Honey, I I, I seem to have something on my foot. What should I do? Yeah, let me make an appointment for you to go to the doctor. Oh, okay, that's not. No, he keeps sitting there pushing his feet, and his daughter is disgusting. uh, Big joke. (laughs) In his little daughter's face. <laughs> this is not what real men should do. <laughs> Change my mind. I, I just, do I don't have disagree with you. Because I don't. <laughs> it's so wrong. It's so wrong. I can't change your mind. I completely agree with you. This is not how civilized people should be. Thank you. Well, then it's up to up to the audience. You know, up to the audience. Eight four four fifty two S H E R I eight four four fifty two Sherry. Change my mind on 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 my saying that commercials now are 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 not all of them, but many of them presenting guys as complete idiots. Let's let's take the progressive people. Who's the dumbass in the progressive commercials? Who's the dumbass? Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's yeah, he's the getting dumbass. The last, he's getting the last laugh. He's I just want to point. As an actor, yeah. I, I want to point something out to you so that you're ready for it and it doesn't come as a terrible surprise. People are going to call 844-52-SHERRY, but they're not going to call about whether or not commercials make men look dumb. They're going to call and tell you about daddy's foot fungus, and it's going to be a whole nightmare for you that's going to go on and on and on. I just have a feeling, you know, sometimes, remember when we talked about putting peanut butter sandwiches in chili, and it, that be, oh that, God, t- that took yeah. over our lives for like a yeah. month? Are you You're, saying we're foot gonna fungus getting, is going to take over our lives? Oh, my we're God. We're going to be getting calls like my pawpaw, Bob. His foot, he had a foot, looked like a salamander foot. I mean, we're going to yeah. get some really <laughs> rough stuff. Yeah. Hey, and, can we forward those so calls to his sale? <laughs> yeah, because you know how he is. He's a very, Bob is a very, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but he does not, like, he doesn't like Dr. Pimple Popper. He doesn't want to talk about no. or think about like your gross mm. medical maladies, but he True. just basically asked the world to ring in and talk about this. And it's going to happen. That's, that's not what I want. If you, if but you want to comment on it, I just, I want to hear the comment about men are, are all um, dumbasses on TV commercials. Now. That's I what don't I'm saying. Buddy. Filter it. I don't think you can filter it. It's wide open now. Here, Max buddy. is awfully it's... quiet right now. I, I've noticed Max is very quiet. You know why? Because he's the gatekeeper of what's going to happen. Well, I know why, yeah. He's going to hear it all first. And he's going to say to me at one point, do not let Bob tell, ask the audience to talk about their feet funguses anymore. I can't take it. It's coming. Well, what's the it's likelihood, coming. really? You know, I mean, this is a one-off, I would think. Anyway, uh, change my mind. This is Bob and Sherry.
Thanks for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Have you checked out the Oddcast podcast? That's where you can find all the stuff that we can't do on the radio, including my Talking Lamar podcast. In this episode of Talking Lamar, Top Shop for Movie Props, I'm talking about the top 20 most expensive movie props ever sold. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcast. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. If you're just joining us today, welcome. Appreciate your listening to the Bob and Sherry show with Lamar, Max and Doc. And Bob is um, very bothered by and I think rightfully so that TV commercial where um, dad doesn't seem to understand that he has a foot fungus. Right. Very, very upsetting. And. The thing is, um, sometimes men don't want to go to the doctor. They just want to fix things for themselves. And I know a woman whose husband did had the foot thing, and he read on the internet that Listerine was a cure. So every night while they were watching TV, he would have his foot in a little bucket of Listerine. <laughs> he ain't getting Mitty lucky fresh. later after the movie i was just gonna say his this is what is why i was like oh my god that sounds really <laughs> terrible because you know listerine has a real smell like a real it listerine does, yeah. smell it's strong she she and i said has it worked for his foot she no. said it hasn't worked on his foot and it hasn't worked as foreplay and i just about spit my drink out <laughs> Because you know, that is marriage. Do it privately. That is marriage. You have to do it privately, though. You know, and I know I, if, I, if I were that guy and I was buying into the, the, the foot fungus Listerine treatment, I would have to get like some little um, uh, bowl and, and go out behind the garage exactly. and, ju- <laughs> and, and then just stand there for a while. It doesn't Here's, matter how cold or, or how, how hot. You cannot do something like that in front of the woman you go to bed with. Here's what I would do. And I would do this as a woman or as a man. I'd be like, oh, I've got to soak it for 20 minutes. I would excuse myself to the bathroom and play a game on my phone for 20 minutes while I did the soaking. There is not a, a world in which I've got my Listerine bucket in the living room while we're watching Beckham on Netflix, Okay. This you see, I can't do man? that though. I can't do that because my wife, you know, she has a, she has a private eye um, license. My wife is very aware of everything that's going on, including me. And if I'm gone all of a sudden and I'm in the bathroom for twenty minutes, she's going to say, "She's going to say, is everything okay, Bob?" And I'm going, "Yes, everything is okay in here. I I don't have my foot in a dish or anything. It's fine." <laughs> I got to go behind. I got to go behind the garage. This same man who tried the Listerine treatment. And by the way, like, I don't know a lot about your foot fungus, but it does seem Mm -hmm. that it's difficult to treat. And it takes a really long time, even with your book, learn and medicine. Okay. This same Mm -hmm. man, when that didn't work, also read on the internet that fresh garlic was an option. So (laughs) He took, he took a garlic clove and peeled yeah. it and kind of smashed it a little bit and then duct taped yeah, yeah. it. it <laughs> no, he did not. You're making this up. No. Who could make this 
this up? Who would what kind of sick mother could put this up? So he would duct tape the crushed garlic clove to his foot and then put the sock back on so the heat would activate the garlic. And let me tell you something. Garlic repels vampires and his wife. <laughs> that also <laughs> that's what. Oh my God! Are so, they still married? This—that's a lot for a woman to put up with. I have to yeah, say. Yeah, she's she's still. Wow. Here's why they're still married. Here's the secret to why they're still married. Mm-hmm. They had already been married for probably twelve or thirteen years before old garlic foot stomped into the living room. This is not oh, yeah. something you can do when you're courting, and this no. is not something you can do as a newlywed. You gotta, yeah. you've gotta have a life together that is difficult to unwind before you duct tape a garlic clove to your foot. You know what you have to do? You. you know what you have to do? If you're going to duct tape garlic to your toe and, you're, and you, have to, <laughs> you have to say to yourself, what's the likelihood of her leaving? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, you know, what are my chances of, of still keeping her here if I duct tape garlic to my uh, toe and then put it in Listerine? He was so offended that she was bothered. He was like, I am trying <laughs> natural cures that will save us money. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, once she's seen that, it cannot be unseen. You, that's the even other if, thing. That's the thing, Bob. Even if she even if it works, 100... Let's say yeah. she lives to be a hundred mm-hmm. and her, all of her memories kind of float away. She will remember her fourth birthday party and her husband duct taping garlic to his foot. Those will and be that's the two all. things she holds. The on. two things that cannot be unseen. And, and you must, so, rem- that's why I say go behind the garage guys. So listen, <laughs> you guys, the next time like Mary or Carla, you know, maybe they find a little fault with you as unlikely mm. as that would be. Oh, just yeah. point out yeah. to them that there are men duct tape and garlic to their feet, and they should be thankful that they're married to you. Yeah, that ought to do it, huh, Lamar? That, yeah, that'll I'm that'll like, put yeah. us right over I'm the top. I'm gonna keep that in my hip pocket. I'm gonna keep yeah, that in my hip pocket yeah. just in case I need. That's right. Oh my <laughs> so, Bob, if you think the TV commercial of the dad that didn't know about doctors was insulting, I want you to imagine the TV commercial where dad's sitting there with some garlic duct tape to his foot. <laughs> That would there may be something to it. Go off the roof. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There may be something to it. Yeah. It's Bob All and right. Jerry. <laughs> hey, everyone needs a laugh. Is sponsored by the Banana Republic. It's time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Atsuko Okatsuka. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, people think I'm mature. They do. <laughs> People think I'm mature because I'm married. Yeah. But uh, I would argue that getting married is the childlike thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because married people, what do they say? They say things like, I found my best friend. (laughs) You know, that's very childlike. Yeah. Just everything we own, split it in half. (laughs) That way it's half and half. We get to do everything together all the time. That's married people. Yeah. It's very childlike. It's very childlike. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you're single and having to date around, that's very adult. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're single and having to date around, you have to do things like 
get to places on time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to be interesting. Okay. Yeah, you have to seem emotionally stable. Especially when you're on like a first date, you know, there's a lot at stake. Do you want to be alone forever? No. Okay. Yeah, so if any of you here are single and having to date around, I commend you. I commend you. Yes, yes, give it up for yourself. Yes. Oh, you are way more adult than the married couple. Yeah, because back to the married couple, what are we saying? We're still saying things like, we're going to be together forever and ever. Till death do us part. How do we know? Uh, because these rings said so. Very childlike. Very childlike. I am a child. I am a child. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, let me tell you, the other day, I did touch tongues with a stranger's dog. I did. I did. I did. This is it. This is what happened. Okay? I saw a dog being walked by its owner, so I got excited. I bent down to pet it, and uh, it started licking my face. You know, just... <laughs> and uh, I opened my mouth to talk. So, boom, contact. Okay. <laughs> tongue to tongue. Yeah. And let me tell you, okay, I let it give me a few more. I did. <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. Because life is hard. Okay? Because life is hard. And I was like, I'm going to get love wherever I can. <laughs> right here will do. Right here will do. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, okay, the owner of the dog, she hated it. Uh, she did not like it at all. She gave an audible. She was like, ew, oh, are you kidding me? And in that moment of fear, for some reason, I stopped. And I, for some reason, the only thing that came out of my mouth back to her, for some reason, I just said, oh, don't worry. I'm married. <laughs> and uh, she really didn't like that. Yeah. But here's the thing, okay? I don't do well with feelings of shame or feelings of embarrassment. So anytime someone calls me out, I just go for the jugular. Yeah, anytime someone's like, Otsuko, why'd you do that? Otsuko, why'd you say that? I'm always like, well, you know, I never wanted to be here anyway. <laughs> I just give up right on you, you know? Otsuko, why'd you do that? Otsuko, why'd you say that? I'm always like, well, you know, none of us had a choice. <laughs> Did we? And I'm a firm believer in that statement. I really am. I'm a firm believer in that statement. Like life, like all of us in here, okay, all of you, okay, being birthed is the ultimate, I thought you'd like this. <laughs> Situation that we were all pushed into, okay? None of us had to say, we all come out crying, is what I'm saying. You know why? Because it's all terrifying, okay? None of us had to say. It was our mother's idea, right? It was our mother's idea. She was like, here's a gift. Here's a surprise gift. You live here now. <laughs> you live here now. Open your eyes. We get pushed out. We start crying. Just, oh my God, what is this place? Cut to an adult grown man in the same room sneezing 30 times in a row. Just, achoo, achoo, achoo. You're like, oh my God, what's that? That's your father. <laughs> that is your father. He cannot get it together. <laughs> Seasonal allergies. You'll probably get it too. 
That's how I was pushed out into this earth, to a sneezing father. Life is freaking scary, is what I'm saying. So, I'm sorry I made out with your dog. <laughs> I never wanted to be here anyway. Katsuko, Katsuko, we'll get it posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab, look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. It's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry store, we know the holidays are coming. Don't wait till the last minute, then you'll straight be bumming. With scones so good that the owner's not modest, that's why her name is the Scone Goddess. Delicious scones so easy to make, you'll see what we mean. Anyone can make them. Just add some cream. The Bob and Sherry store is really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandsherry.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. I kind of admire people who can look into the future and plan where they will spend eternity on this earth. Like, I have an ex-wife and her family has a plot and all of the members of her family will be buried side by side. There's a space for me too, but it's only for my hopes and money that was lost. But um, <laughs> I, I don't plan it's a big a hole, like that. Ben. Yeah, big it's a, it's a great there. big hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I saw a product the other day that I thought was very clever. You can take, they will take your ashes and turn your ashes into a coffee mug. And then someone in your family gets the coffee mug that is basically you. So I thought about that for a moment. And I went, in my case, this is a really horrible idea because I know what's going to happen. Eventually, I'm going to end up as a white elephant gift that's passed around. <laughs> but, but first, I'm going to be Allie's because she's very sentimental about She has all the Bob and Sherry mugs and everything. She'll have it, but then she'll take it to work and leave it in the clinic in the break room. Somebody will take it, take it home. And their brother-in-law will use it because he chews tobacco as a spit cup. And that is how I will end up for eternity here. But you're still bringing joy. You're still bringing joy. And being helpful. That's important. You're a helper. Shut up. No. (laughs) A redneck is spitting at me every day in his truck. I'm, I'm I'm not going that way. But it's out there, folks, if you want it. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. All right. It's talk back time. You can call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRI. Or if you have our app, which is free in Google Play and the Apple Store, it does a gazillion different things. And there's a tiny little cartoon microphone in the bottom center of the screen. All you have to do is tap it and talk and the app will use its magic to send your voice flying through the sky right here. Hi, guys. This is Joyful in Minnesota, and this is Take 10. Um, I'm wondering if anybody has checked out the new Frasier yet. I am loving it. Kelsey Grammer will always be Frasier. But the supporting cast is quite a surprise. A couple of really great characters there. And I'd love to know if anybody's watched it and what your thoughts are on it. Please let us know. Thanks. Uh, let's start there. Lamar, your thoughts oh. on the Frasier reboot? 
biggest, biggest, biggest Frazier fan. I was a little bit scared because it's hard to compete with the first one. But you know what? And I, I, I thought it was going to be a disaster because he didn't have the regular cast. But he has come in with a different cast. First couple of shows, you got to get used to them, figure out their idiosyncrasies and whatever. I think this is going to work. He's great as the character, and he is surrounding himself with people that are also very talented. You don't know recognize most of them, but they're very talented. And I, I've enjoyed all the episodes so far. It's been great. You know, it's an interesting thing about this. I haven't seen it yet, but I've been reading about it. They take the one character that everybody knows. And as I understand it, he's relocated to be near his son in Boston. So he's on the other side yep. of the country from uh, Seattle. Um, I don't know if everybody's been in that situation, but a lot of us have relocated. And all of a sudden, you're meeting new people, going to new restaurants or bars or, or whatever. It's a new city. And it's something that we all have had to adjust to. Not all of us, but many of us in our lifetime. And it's kind of an interesting idea that you watch this person you know all of a sudden get into other people's lives and he has to adjust to them. Yeah. And he comes back to be with his son, who on the original show was a small child. Now he is grown up. He yeah. attended Harvard for one day, quit it, and he is a fireman. So Frazier is, of course, a psychologist. And basically in this, when he was still in Seattle, he transitioned from radio to TV. So he was like a big Dr. Field type situation. And so he's very famous. So he gets here and him and his son, he's trying to reconnect, but they're from two different worlds. He's a fireman. He's a radio person or, or TV personality. So he's still got the same dynamics and it's great. I mean, it really is. Is, there, is it, the running gag that the kid is the running gag that uh, he's a psychiatrist and yet his son one day in Harvard and and didn't continue? Is the running gag with how could you have given up Harvard? Does that oh, pop yes. up every now and yeah. then? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it does. It does. And uh, <clears throat> and and so Fraser actually comes out of retirement, I guess, as it is, and he starts to teach at the college. And so it's just, I'm, I'm telling you, they could not have done it any better. This was a hard thing to follow, but they're doing very well. And I hope that they get, because I think by the end of the season, they will really have it smoothed out. All the characters, you'll understand what their deal is. I, listen, it's good. It's good. Well, our listener, like the uh, the new characters, is, is this a commitment by the network to do uh, a real full season or was it just like eight shows or something like that? It seems well, to me that I, it, I don't think nobody commits now. They throw it out there for eight, oh, shows, yeah. eight shows or whatever, yeah. and then then they decide. Then they um, decide. And, there, yeah. and there's going to be, I think Roz is going to have some guest appearances, and Lilith, his uh, ex-wife, is going to have some guest appearances. David mm -hmm. Hired Pierce said he had already done all he wanted to do. Uh, I do miss him, but you've got other characters taking the place, but this has inspired me to go back and I've started streaming the original Frasier from the first episode. Oh, really? I, I'm, I'm streaming it constantly. Do they hold di up? The dialogue is, Oh, Oh, they, I, they hold up better. They hold up better than cheers, uh, which was great. They hold up better than Seinfeld. They hold up. 
it's it's really timeless, and the the dialogue is fantastic. Fantastic. Where is it? Where, where is it appearing? Uh, the new Fraser. Do you remember? Oh, uh, Paramount, uh, which would be Paramount. Yeah. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. So we just had um, a talkback message about the Fraser reboot, reboot, and we wanted to play another one. We ran out of time because you know how we are. Once we get on something, we just can't let it go. And this is... Um, Bob, I think this is in response to that sad time you took your mom out for Thanksgiving dinner and they ran out of turkey. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. I didn't want to do a long intro. I wanted to talk about sad Thanksgivings because that's what you're talking about. And I can't remember a sadder Thanksgiving than Thanksgiving 2020. I work at a residential school. I'm a teacher there. But we had all been sent down to the dorms for quarantine to try to keep everybody from getting sick. Unfortunately... Every kid in the dorm I was working in had COVID. So I looked at that, and I looked at going home for Thanksgiving to my sisters to see my mom and my sister's family, and I knew I could not potentially bring COVID into their house no matter how many times I tested negative. And I did. I tested negative constantly. I still haven't gotten it. It's weird. Anyway, so... What we did for Thanksgiving is I made the part of the feast I was supposed to bring for them, loaded it up into the car, drove the hour and a half down to my sister's, went up to the porch, knocked on the door, waved at him through the window, sadly, and then left my empty containers on the porch. Went back to my car, I waited for them to come out, they took my stuff, they brought it in, they filled up my containers, And then we waved again, I drove them home, and we each had our separate sad Thanksgivings. We Zoomed, it was okay. Now I look back at it and it was really, it's kind of funny now. It's a weird time of life. And it was an okay Thanksgiving, but the saddest one I've ever had so far, thank goodness. Love you guys, thank you for the show, you're all amazing. And I hope you guys are looking forward to a much better and happier Thanksgiving. Bye. You know, she's amazing. She is amazing. That was some story. Did she not paint that? I can just see that going on. I bet she wasn't the only one that did something like that. Um, It it, it just, it seemed, is it starting to seem like a bit long ago now, that era? Or is it still so emblazoned in our minds that it's very recent history? It feels because it was so intensely dramatic. It feels yeah. like both to me at the same time. Yeah, like, I think that's like, right. It was just yesterday, and also five thousand years ago, we washed our groceries off with Clorox. Like it's just, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I was thinking, listening to her, like I, you know, I've had some weird Thanksgivings. We, Bob and I, used to work every Thanksgiving. We'd work in the daytime, and then we'd work at nighttime. Oh, yeah. And so I had Jack in the box for a lot of Thanksgivings, but the only, and they they weren't sad. They were just weird. The saddest Thanksgiving I ever had when I was in in college and I had to get my wisdom teeth out. My wisdom teeth were impacted. Oh, it was a nightmare. And most people come through their wisdom teeth surgery, you know, all right, you're a little groggy, your mouth hurts. You have to be careful of dry socket. You're on soft foods for a few days. I was one of those people that didn't that had a bad outcome with my wisdom tooth surgery. So I had to wait until the Thanksgiving break because I was in school. 
And I go to the oral surgeon and he takes out my um, bottom wisdom teeth on both sides and sends me home. My already generously oversized head swelled up like a pumpkin. I, my face was so swollen. I was in so much pain. It was crazy. And my grandmom was so desperate to make me feel better that she crushed up a couple of Darvaset into some apple juice. <laughs> and <laughs> can uh, I tell yes, you? the cornucopia of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. So she crushes up. She's like, honey, it helps my arthritis. Well, my grandma had quite a tolerance to Darvaset because she had been prescribed it for a long time. I had never had a Darvaset come my way, much less two crushed up in some apple juice. I remember being on the couch wrapped up in what else? A crocheted afghan with the mm-hmm. Schnauzer Heinz at my side, mm-hmm. drinking the weird bitter apple juice. Then the next thing I remember was my grandmother shaking me and trying to spoon feed me like, I don't know, mashed potatoes. I couldn't feel, I, listen, I was so far ahead of the weekend, I couldn't feel my face. I couldn't feel the couch. I didn't know where I was. Do you know that um, I think we all, as, as children, were afraid of getting caught in quicksand, getting caught in quicksand, yep. having, uh, having a maniac oh, yeah. break into our house? And, and the other thing that I think we've all been afraid of is getting the dry socket. The dry socket. Yeah. You know, oh, the you, dry socket. That scares me. Dry socket. Totally. Because you hear about somebody, somebody's cousin who had the dry sockets. Oh my God! They had dry sockets. The pain. You guys, I'm not exactly when I'm not sure what it is, but it sounds yeah, horrible. It, horrible. When I took horrible. my girls to get their wisdom teeth out, I was like, listen. You got to do everything the doctor says. You don't want the dry socket. And See what goes, I mean? What is, Karami goes, but what is that? I said, no one knows. You just don't want it. Yes. No one can tell you what the dry socket is. You just don't want it. It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by The Crown on Netflix. The Crown's final season will premiere in two parts. Part one on November 16th. Part two on December 14th. Only on Netflix. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this Did you know that you have at least five different body parts that you no longer need? That once upon a time humans needed these things, but now they're just sort of extras? And, and we don't use them or need them? Did you know there were five of them? At least five? Let's really? start. Yeah, let's start with your appendix. Like, we have had append- the appendix for like 80 million years. And see, once upon a time, back in the day, our human ancestors had to eat a lot of like really tough, stringy roots and leaves and plants and vegetables. And they didn't have air fryers or Instapots or anything, right? They were just like, oh, we have to eat this stick. And so as a result, you need it. Like you needed some help digesting your sticks and leaves and whatnot. And so the appendix, which is in like in the lower right part of your intestine, it's only about three and a half inches long. And it looks kind of like a little squiggly sort of a worm thing. But we don't need that anymore, which is why if you get appendicitis, um, they can take it out. And you're not really going to miss it. So, yeah, yeah. And, and some scientists say, look, eventually 
human beings will be born without it because we just don't need it anymore. That's why, like, yeah. if you have to have an appendectomy, it's not a big deal. Now, here's the next thing. And, and some people can still do this. And I wonder if any of you can do it. Um, our ancient human cousins, ancestors, could move their ears. They could wiggle their ears. But the reason they could... I, I wish can't I do could. It always, don't you? I knew people that could do it. I always did. You really? I've I've tried. I've tried. I cannot do it. I, I know a lot of people that could do it. Well, do you know why when they used to be able to wiggle their ears? Because um, if by moving their ears, we all have muscles in our ears, but most of us can't use them, right? We can't make our ears move. But our ancient human cousins could move their ears to better listen to sounds. It would help them identify, like, oh, here comes a predator. Oh, like cupping your hand, like cupping yes. your hand around your ear. Exactly. Yeah. But when when we began walking upright, it turned out that we needed vision more than hearing, so our vision became better and our ear muscles became unnecessary. Even though some people can still do that, and I'm so jealous of them. Lamar, this can next... I ask you something uh, mm-hmm. here before Sherry brings the next one? Yes. Um, yes. How much time did you spend trying to uh, wiggle your ears? <laughs> Probably more than I should. But I had a couple <laughs> of friends that could have. I had a couple of friends that could. They do really it, now, could. I, yes. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't flap them around, but I mean, they could <laughs> move them. They could move their. They could wiggle their ears. And you know, now that we talk about it, I I've haven't seen, seen anybody wiggle their ears in a long time. Yeah, I've never seen somebody. It's a tragically lost art, isn't it, Lamar? The old ear wiggling, tragically lost. Listen, listen. Let me go ahead and say, if I could, if I could have developed that, God, man, dude, you know, if if people can really do that, why has nobody ever done that as like a bit on the Tonight Show or somewhere like that? I've never seen anyone who could do that. Oh no, I've seen people that can wiggle their ears. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Right. But Lamar, now, listen not, to Bob, me. It's not like what a horse does, or yeah. I mean, it's not like that. But they can. No, I know. It's subtle. It's subtle. Yeah. But Lamar, if you had been an ear wiggling mm. unicycle riding ventriloquist, <laughs> <laughs> we'd wow. never we gotten lucky enough today. to know you. <laughs> I wouldn't even know you people. I wouldn't even give you all the time of. Day. Oh, you'd have a residency give, in Vegas. I, listen, yeah, I wouldn't give you an ear wiggle. I wouldn't even give you an ear wiggle. <laughs> oh. I would say to, I would Harsh. say to Max and Doc, hey, you know that Lamar guy in Vegas who rides a unicycle while wiggling his ears and making his dummy talk? Can we get him on the show? No, nah, he won't come on. He Y'all won't come on. Big no. enough for him. Yeah, he won't yeah. come on. Yeah. Here's another thing human beings have and don't need, and I wish we could get rid of them because mine give me all kinds of problems. You don't need your sinuses. You have four different sets of sinuses, frontal, ethmoid, sphenoid, and maxillary. And in, mm-hmm. in the olden days, you need it them because your sinuses helped amp up your sense of smell, which helped you avoid predators and find food. And Mm -hmm. now they don't serve any really meaningful function except getting constantly infected and making us sick. We eventually... Or if you're an ENT. If you're an ENT, they're pretty important. (laughs) Eventually, we won't need them. Tailbones, if you've ever broken your tailbone, you know that is miserable. The Cossacks Mm -hmm. don't need them. Don't need them. Most babies are born without a tail. Every once in a while, a baby is born with a little tail, and they usually just nip it off. Um, now, some people have been born with tails that are as long as five inches. 
And those are the people that open for Lamar in Vegas when he does his <laughs> unicycle ear wiggling <laughs> ventriloquism act. <laughs> and finally, the last thing that we don't need are our wisdom teeth. Um, back in the day, you know, when we were eating sticks and leaves and roots and nuts and bark and raw meat, we need it. We wore our teeth down. And so we needed that, those extra molars to grind that teeth, just like we needed the appendix. But then we discovered fire and we started cooking things and softer foods. But buy wisdom teeth. But kind of like ENT doctors, wisdom teeth yep. keep oral surgeons in business. <laughs> so there right. you go. That's true. All right. All right, coming up, um, we're going to give away tickets to see Lamar's ear-wiggling unicycle ventriloquism <laughs> show in Vegas, complete with airfare and rental car. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I think everybody has seen a bad review of a restaurant. I have never seen a response from a restaurant owner like the one that is in the Atlantic magazine this week. Jacob Sweet wrote the article. This was a family-owned uh, Chinese restaurant. Dragon Lee is the name of it. And it's in a small town in upstate New York, and it's a beloved place. Well, somebody went online and said, quote, the food was absolutely terrible. It was so bad that I called the restaurant and said, you need to change chefs. On the review, they continue. I will never go back. What I threw away was garbage. It was disgusting. Well, the restaurant was so pissed off at this review online, they decided to do what restaurateurs never do, and they answered with what they felt. And here is the answer from the Dragon Lee. We do not want to deal with customers like you, and you do not deserve our service. Do us and everyone a favor. Do not ever come back to this place again. If you didn't like it, just say you didn't like it. But you inferred the food was raw. Just saying it's not raw. Again, never come back to our restaurant again. <laughs> I don't know how good the food is at the Dragon, uh, what was it called? The Dragon Leap. But I would go there if I was in upstate New York because I got the feeling it's been there for like 30 years. I got the feeling it's pretty good. They also said, learn how to spell and use grammar. By the way, you spelled General So's chicken incorrectly. <laughs> oh, did they say that? <laughs> <laughs> so an expert uh, who the Atlantic hired said this is highly unusual because ratings are becoming more and more you know, necessary with these restaurants. You know, competition is out there. It's a low market margin of profit so you don't want to mess with the uh, audience but these guys they just said i've had enough this guy's full of it i'm going after him <laughs> do us and everyone a favor do not ever come back to this place again i love it's, it Good for i do too it's bob and sherry Hey, it's Doc, and I know that you're used to not really hearing me all that much on the Bob and Sherry show, which is why you should sprint or at the very least do a little fast walking over to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Check out the latest episode out now. It's called Doc's Deathbed Playlist. It's me doing a solo podcast where I share a playlist of my literal ride or die songs. You can get the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever it is that you got this podcast.
I have I have given up. I'm I'm going to talk about uh, a Christmas gift that you might want to get somebody. I used to try to put this off, but <laughs> it's it's just it's overwhelming. My wife is putting up the tree today, so you know I'm just, I just I surrender. I I just surrendered to the season. That's all there is to it. So I saw this ad on TV, and as soon as I saw the product's name and what it did, I laughed out loud. Now I'm not saying the product is not a good product or that it's for some people not a practical product, but um, this time of the year, you see ads for products that, you know, didn't exist before. And and they have that cheesy sort of 70s television, you know, um, the the amazing pocket fisherman sort of sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know yeah. That, that sort of sale? And um, this product is only for a very certain guy. And that guy is probably maybe your father. Uh, very possibly your grandfather. And it, he's also got to be the kind of guy that has in his uh, basement or wherever 45 light bulbs of different sizes in case a light bulb goes out. He's got it. It's right there, right? He's that guy. And he's the guy that you can't you can't figure out what to buy for. Like my my ex uh, father in law, God rest his soul, he had a shop and he used to build things. He was a doctor, but he bought his own clothes. And nobody could ever figure out what to get the guy. This product, I would buy for the guy. It is a product that looks like a uh, let's say a kid's lunchbox, but two or three times bigger and kind of thin. It's a rectangular thing, clear plastic on both sides so you can see into this product and it has a little handle. And when you look inside, there are all these different slots. Some of them are little rectangular slots. Some of them are circular slots and it is the battery daddy. That's the name of it. The battery daddy. And you, you know, open isn't that funny? Cause I have a battery daddy, but it, it's different. It's, mm. different, it's different. Mm. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, exactly. Totally different. Product. Listen, listen, you laugh, but the battery daddy is going to be a big holiday seller this year. I promise you, because sir, some dads, some men are so hard to shop for. Who wouldn't want I'm the battery you, daddy? I know it. Now, the battery daddy, you can store 160 batteries. So if you are giving the battery daddy to somebody and you want it, make it full so it really has an impact, you're going to be spending some money because batteries, they ain't cheap. And 160 of them is going to cost a few bucks. But if you give that to the right guy, his face will light up. The only thing they were missing in that ad is it, you know, the ad sounds like the battery daddy. Isn't it awful when you run out of batteries and the guy hits his head, you know, with his palm? Oh, no, <laughs> there's no batteries for the uh, automatic uh, uh, can opener. Oh, no, never let that happen again. So it's pitched that way. What they should do in it is to say the battery daddy with all different size batteries and then take a shot of a woman who's uh, getting ready to get into bed. And she'll love it, too. <laughs> now, this is I just think the you're right, right music. It's, 
This is crazy. It is. It's good. It's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. Absolutely. 160 batteries. This is not for me. I'm one of those guys in the laundry room. There's a shelf. And, you know, something needs a battery. I go out and buy some, and I throw the three other ones up in the shelf. And, you know, but for the guy who is that really organized person who can fix stuff and build stuff and it's the perfect gift and nobody else you know if you're if you're a guy dating a woman and maybe you're going to pop the question and you're going to be with the parents and you have to give a gift to the old man is the battery daddy not a home run and the other brother-in-laws will never think of it That'll oh yeah be no yours. yours you'll own it You'll, You'll own, own the battery day. They'll be giving him like a, a bottle of wild turkey or something like that that he gets every year. And you show I, up with the dang battery daddy, and I love the name. I, I was just going to say, Bob, we need to take a second and celebrate whoever named this product. Because if it was called um, the, the whatever. The battery you, case. Yeah. The battery keeper. Battery cubby. Yeah. You know, Doesn't the work. battery box. Because a lesser work. mind would have come up with the battery box because it's alliteration. Right. Yeah. But the battery daddy, that's that's it. where that's where you next level it. It's the that's same the thing with the pocket fisherman. You could have called it a lot right. of things, but part of the charm is the name, don't you think? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think that's still around these days, by the way. So um, just I forgot what it cost. It wasn't terribly expensive. The expense is going to be putting 160 batteries in the battery dad. But you know what? If you're trying to get into the family and in your your uh, you know your um, wife to be's sister's husband is there and he gives the wild turkey, and the father says, "Hey, thank you, Bruce. Thank you very much. Always appreciate this." And you give him the battery daddy, you win, my friend. Oh, you win forever. You don't just forever. win this year. No. You win forever. Years yep. from now, years from now, the old man will be saying, well, I mean, it's not like that time Lucas gave me the battery, Daddy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, Bob, yeah, this so. was a public service. It was. Good job. It was. Good job. Yeah. yeah it's you. Bob thank and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So apparently there's something called the National Sleep Foundation, and they spend um, their days figuring out how to get better sleep, more sleep, why you're not sleeping, um, what good medicine is good for sleep, what food is, you know, blah, 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 the National Sleep Foundation. And I am very, very pleased to report that the National Sleep Foundation has announced the optimal temperature to keep your bedroom at night while you sleep. Oh, is that right? I want to hear this. Can I guess at what it is? Well, for any man out there, including mine, that feels um, that he suffers because he's required to sleep in a refrigerator at night, LOL. <laughs> That's, me. That's me. Can I guess what yeah. it is? Yeah. Yeah. I am going to guess 66 degrees. You're close. Um, you're in the range. The 68? optimal. The, no, that's too hot. Oh, my God. What are you? Or what are you, some kind of tropical flower? 68 <laughs> degrees. I'm changing your name to orchid, sir. Absolutely not. Um, the optimal temperature to keep your bedroom is between 60 and 67. No higher. 
and it should be dark and it should be quiet. So when my husband complains that he feels like he sleeps in his own grave, you're welcome. <laughs> I will get up, especially especially since um, you know it's it's getting uh, cooler now. Um, Mary has it generally like at sixty eight, but recently she's dropped it without telling me to sixty six, and we had a cold snap. And I, I, I got out of bed and I was freezing and I said something under my breath, even though I, I didn't want to wake her up, but I said, I am freezing my off. And all I could hear was her laughing under the covers. <laughs> That's me. I said, I can't even feel it anymore. I cannot feel it anymore. And she, she is laughing. And I went to look. And it was 64 degrees in our house, 64 degrees. And I have to go to work, you know? That's balmy, you know? (laughs) It's too warm to sleep. So my mom, so I'm at my mom's house last week and my brother's there. And my mom's house, you know, um, it's uncomfortably warm at night. It's fine during the day, but it's uncomfortably warm right. at night. Max, Max can relate. Mm-hmm. It's the problem of your elderly parents in, who live in the desert, right? And my mom's thermostat is, she has a lot of time and she enjoys mastering new things. So my mom has a thermostat that was developed by like NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. It's it's inconceivably complicated. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, she pro- she took the time. In case you're wondering who out there read the manual and took the time to learn how to do all the programming, that'd be my mom. So the thermostat is programmed. And at night, it drops down to a crisp 73, which is absolutely 13 degrees higher. And so, you know, yeah. and I know that my brother's like, oh, are we lizards? So in the at this time of the year, you can in the desert it gets cold at night. You can at least get a window open because yeah, I yeah. have tried I've alive. tried to yeah. yeah, I've tried to override my mom's thermostat programming and right. I can't I can't figure it out. And I don't know where she hides the manual. And I don't want to tell her that I don't yeah. want to tell her that it's too hot because that's the yeah. right temperature for her and she's her. 81 years yeah. old and in no oh, way, shape, or do. form do I want my mother shivering. So instead, oh, I know what we you're talking like, about. Yeah, I, I we were would, like I would go. I, I would go to the ex's uh, parents' house, and they sold their big house and and bought like a really nice townhouse, and it was two stories. They never went up to the second story. Those were two bedrooms for when their kids came. So we're visiting, and um, it's it's uh, I guess the winter, and and their main. Their their bedroom, the uh, primary, is on that floor. And they are kicking it up to around, I don't know, 73 probably. But the thing is, heat rises. And it was oh, rising yes, into, it do. honest to God, I'm sweating like a pig. Um, I, I just cannot fall asleep. And you get up the next day and you come down to breakfast. And her mother is, she's a very polite woman, very old South. Well, Bob, did you sleep well last night? Oh, I did. Oh, like a baby. You know, here on the river, it's just, there's something about the water out there that I hear. It, <laughs> it's really something. It's, I got like two hours sleep. 
My eyes are bloodshot. I know what you're talking about. It's awful. Oh, my God. And it's, you know, you're just like, we all just become creatures of habit. So mm-hmm. I, in order for me to sleep, the room has to be dark and cold and I have to be wrapped up in blankets. But at my mom's house, the room is not dark and you have to starfish out on the bed and gasp for air, right? I've got right. the ceiling fan cranked up to high. I'm thinking cold thoughts. At one point, I dragged my laptop out of my bag and put on an Arctic nature documentary thinking maybe if I'm looking at penguins, it'll trick my brain into thinking that I'm cold. Can so I ask you something you, about yeah. this whole thing? Can I just ask yeah. you something? Yeah. Because my wife, my wife is, is like this, too. You want it so cold, and yet you have enough blankets on to live in an igloo in Juneau. You know? The weight and the coziness of the blankets just makes so you it's so just cozy your face, and safe. Your head. So your head has to be cool. That's what it comes down to. Well, it... If I can't have, like, a pile of blankets on top of me, then I don't feel like I'm nesty and sleepy and safe. I'm not a salamander. I'm not just going to lay on a hot rock and catch some Zs. That's not going to happen. I need to be cozy. Oh, my God. It's just so confusing. <laughs> I'll tell you I, what's I confusing. I go to work some days with a robot. I go to work with a robot like I'm Hugh Hefner. <laughs> it's confusing to be roasted alive all night. And then hand it lukewarm wheat coffee. This is not acceptable. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. I thought this was really interesting. There's a new study that found zapping your brain with electricity can help with memory issues. I thought, I think I saw something about that. They're looking at it as a possible treatment for people with Alzheimer's? Uh, just people with, you know, I don't know if it, it's as severe as Alzheimer's, but um, just memory problems. I would really, really need to know what I'm forgetting before you're shooting some electricity into my head. Are you, you're not, I mean, the only thing I really notice that you're forgetful about are meetings, and I don't think you're forgetting them. I think you're just not wanting to go to them. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it is funny. Uh, I have a pretty good memory, but I don't. you can remember a slight, you can remember <laughs> yes, an insult. Yes. You cannot remember a meeting. I think I have selective memory. I think you is, do. Is that a thing? I think you're proving it is. Bob, we have you a know meeting what? today. Mm. You didn't tell me why. Was... <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. But we have a meeting. <laughs> well, you should have called me so I would have worn pants. You, but, know, you know what? It's, but it's someone, self-protection. But wait, someone will walk into the building and he'll come to the studio and go, there's a guy in the building. 27 years ago, he gave me a look. <laughs> and he's dead he, to me. He keeps that alive. Oh, yeah. He takes that, he takes that plant and he fertilizes it and he waters it and he takes care of it and mean, he talks to it. Meanwhile, I have to go down the hall. Hey, Lynn, um, is there any way we can reschedule the meeting? Bob, Bob's not wearing pants. <laughs> Because he forgot that we had a meeting today. <laughs> it is awful when I do forget a meeting, and I mean, I do wear pants. It's the only <laughs> thing you forget. But I, I would, I would sometimes wear short pants. Or and he... so some dude is there with a three-piece suit, and I'm walking in with with a pair of baggy khaki shorts, sneakers, and and a John Lennon T-shirt or something. The other thing that Bob does is. He forgets the meeting and he picks that day to sleep in 
and not shave or shower or anything. That is the one. Which is fine. I mean, that's fine, right? That's a that's fine. So he'll come in and I'll look at him <laughs> and he looks like he has slept in his car at the airport. <laughs> and I'll say, Hey Bob, um, don't forget we have that meeting today. What? What meeting? You know, the meeting that we have today that you put in your calendar. I don't have my calendar with me. You know me. what? You know what? The, it's even worse than that is where I forget that we're doing a... Uh, a TV shoot. A TV shoot, yeah. right? So I get a, I'm a little late getting up and I went, I'm, I showered before I went to bed last night. I didn't shave, but it's fine. I'm going to put on a ball cap. So I've got a cap on that says the name of some golf course I played at. And and a T-shirt and a pair of shorts and then and I and I'm about a day and a half with the growth, and I look at myself. I, I I'll say to um, whoever is shooting it, let me just take a look at what I look <laughs> let like. Let me see that. My favorite <laughs> is when he has forgotten the meeting, which is all the meetings, <laughs> and he hasn't shaved and he's wearing the baseball hat and the shorts and the T-shirt, and um, his hair looks crazy, and I say to him, well, we can't. This person flew in from Atlanta for this meeting. We can't miss it. And he throws his hands up in the air and pronounces to me and Max and Todd, fine, I guess I'll just look like a crazy old drunken maniac. <laughs> <laughs> like we did it to him. I know, I know. Like you know, they us. should, why don't they build me like a steam room? You know, a nice steam room. How much could that cost? Let me, I go in. There's a little mirror in there. I'll keep some clothes here. Have a nice little steam. Todd, My complexion Bob, will look we great. Can't even, we can't even get them to fix the toilet that <laughs> Sherry and I have to take the lid off yeah. and jiggle the handle. I've offered to bring the equipment in and fix the toilet myself. They get offended. I don't even wear long sleeves anymore because I have to fish around in the tank so much. Do me a favor, shoot. That's um, a really unpleasant image. Shoot Matt uh, an email and tell him I'd like to meet with him about getting a steam room for Bob. <laughs> the things you will have to do for that steam room. Oh, don't I know it? There ain't enough Listerine, brother. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. I know. Until you started laughing, I was going to let it go. Hey, let's re- You know what? Here's here's what I'm going to do, Sherry. Lordy, Excuse Lordy, me. Lordy. Excuse me. Wait. You're welcome. No. How do you think you get anything around here? I'm not. I'm not sending oh, I that email. It was, I had some gifts. <laughs> instead, Evidently I'm, not. Instead, I'm going to send an email to Matt that says this. Bob has this great idea, and you need to hear it because this is going to enhance our performance on the morning show. And as soon as you say enhanced performance, he'll be like, oh, let, well, yeah. Do what I do. Say, Matt, you have an unbelievably good idea. Would you like to hear it? It's a steam room for Bob. You know, approach it this way. <clears throat> we have a great opportunity for sales. Um, there's a company called uh, Anderson Steam. And Bob would love to endorse it. All you got to do is put one in the studio. And he'll talk about it every day. His complexion. Oh, yeah, but you know what will really happen. In the steam room. They'll put a steam room in, and then they'll sell a sponsorship sponsorship to Jiffy Lube, and you'll have to say something like, time to get lubed up as you go into the steam room, and it'll be horrifying, oh, and then yeah. you'll yell and complain the, about that. The steam room will sponsor. Yeah. The, the, the Jiffy Lube will sponsor the steam room. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You can't win. You know that. Yeah, I can't. Just don't want to look like what was it? A crazy, a crazy drunken <laughs> lunatic hobo. 
that's fine, Sherry. That's what I'm going to look like. It's Bob and Sherry. YourMeowMart.com, a brand new online store featuring cat-themed merchandise for you or the cat lover in your world. Shirts, sweatshirts, phone holders, coffee mugs, and one-of-a-kind custom items. New items are being added every day. Every day. YourMeowMart.com. Check out the store. YourMeowMart.com. That's YourMeowMart.com. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. So Mary and I are splitting up the cooking now. I, I cook two nights a week, and she does the rest, and then we go out maybe one night a week. So I'm looking for these recipes, and I want to share this one with our audience. I got it in the New York Times online. It's called The Easiest Chicken Noodle Soup. And here's why it's different. You know how a lot of recipes you use rotisserie chicken? You know, because it's easy. Yeah. You just tear the yeah, pieces and you throw it in with the vegetables and maybe if there's a little pasta. This this uh, recipe says this will be even better if you don't use rotisserie chicken because it's already cooked. Go ahead and get ground chicken and then just put it in the uh, frying pan, heat it up, cook it. It takes about two minutes, the ground chicken. Dump that in with the vegetables and all the other stuff, and it makes it, it gives it a totally different and more sophisticated, richer taste. And I'm going to make that's that an tonight. interesting idea. Isn't I that a great? Like the that. only thing, the only thing is, I don't know why this always happens to me. There's always some ingredient that I don't know what it is, and it makes me very nervous. What is uh, coriander? I don't know what coriander is. It's a One spice. Of, you can get it in the spice aisle. It's in the cumin family, and it's really nice. Yeah. No, no, don't is be it, afraid of it. I mean, it, is it a spice that I can get, like, in my supermarket? Yeah. Or do I yeah. have to go to it's, the other side of town and go into some sort of an exotic food no, uh, no, no, specialty no. shop? It's super common. Like, McCormick's yeah. has coriander. Like, at the regular McCormick's spice oh, section yeah? of your grocery store. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the other things, like they, a small-shaped pasta goes into it, which I just loved. I can figure out everything else that goes into it, and I'm going to make that tonight. And she's going to say, what's different about this? Why is this so different? And I'm going to say, because I just cooked fresh chicken rather than using rotisserie. You and know I'm what else? smug. You know what else is nice to throw in your chicken soup is some thinly sliced fresh ginger. And ginger and coriander are very compatible. Yeah. They like each other. How much ginger? How much ginger goes in there? Well, I don't know how much um, how much stock are you using. Yeah. Eight to uh, seven to eight cups of chicken stock. Two thin slices of ginger will be just enough to give it a little kick without it being gingery. And it'll add that. You know how you need like a little hit of brightness? In a, in a yeah. dish? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. plus I'm going to lemon zest it. What do you think about that? Oh, my God. You're the king. Yeah. This woman. Yeah, this woman. So, anyway. You know there what? You go, guys. I have a feeling the temperature in the bedroom might get cranked up a little bit. And, folks, I meant the literal yeah. thermostat. Not That wasn't yeah. a euphemism. Yeah. To reward right. you for this. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Um, it's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.